Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. We're wrapping up this week of mini episodes answering your questions with one that I think we can all relate to, and it's a tough one. There's definitely not an easy answer, but I will do my very best. Here goes. Hi, Dr. Karen. Um, I have a question about chemistry versus unresolved issues. I find I've, I've read, I've, I've listened to your podcast um, and I've read the book Deeper Dating and I've uh, been kind of acutely aware of my attractions to, um, you know, some unavailable men in the past and I've really worked on that. Um, and I find now that I'm only letting in emotionally available and kind attractive men, even if I go on two to three dates, oftentimes I just feel no spark or chemistry and it's really hard to motivate myself to keep going. I'm wondering, how do you know if it's just a numbers game and you haven't truly met your match yet versus if there's still unresolved issues preventing you from liking and being attracted to the right person? Thank you so much. So first of all, I love that you have read Ken Page's work. You know I refer to deeper dating so often with questions because His philosophy to dating allows us to get to those levels where we're asking questions like this and going, okay, I want to make sure I have attractions of inspiration, not attractions of deprivation, as he calls them. And for anyone who hasn't heard my interview with Ken Page, LCSW, author of Deeper Dating, be sure to check it out. It's episode 63 of Love and Life. And Ken talks about this in his book. And as you've described, oftentimes we are attracted to people who aren't good for us. How can we move away from that and pivot toward attractions of inspiration where we are cherished for our core gifts and who we really are? And as you described, sometimes in that process, we're moving from that intense, that almost visceral, powerful, physical connection to something that feels more flat. And Dr. Duana Welch also talks about this in her book, Attachment Style Dating Made Easier. Sometimes when we have that anxious attachment style and we're drawn to those who have avoidant attachment, then there's this intensity of the longing and the push and the pull and the back and forth. And we find that exhilarating, painful, frustrating, but exhilarating such that when we connect with someone who's more even keel, who is stable, has a secure attachment style, we find it a little less exciting, even though we know it's good for us. So to your point and your question, if we've had a past with more tumultuous relationships, with unhealthy dynamics, Are we then going to find a secure, stable, healthy relationship flat and boring? Or are these men that you're dating and finding boring and and not getting excited about, is that just because they're the wrong guy for you? 
So it's a complex question because we do want to push ourselves toward stability and health and a, a relationship where we're cherished. But we obviously don't want to be with someone who doesn't excite us and we don't want to be bored in our relationship. And in addition to all that we've been discussing on top of this, if you don't like the guy that everyone else thinks is a perfect fit for you and you're like, oh, there was no spark. I just didn't feel a connection. You're going to be told you're too picky. You're going to be told that you're expecting too much. You're going to be told all kinds of things from lots of people who may or may not have any business telling you such things. And for those of you who've read my book, Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right, you know I go into all of that. And as it pertains to the question at hand, I also emphasize in my book that I truly believe that if you're not feeling it, you're just not feeling it. And it's not because of some pathology or that you'll never like a good guy. I can assure you from many women in my community, women I interviewed for the book, women who share with me their stories, they'll say things very much like what you're saying. They'll say, oh my gosh, I was told I was too picky. I thought I could never fall for the good guy. It seemed such a struggle. I was told I was emotionally unavailable to the right guys, but I was very emotionally available to the bad boys. But when I met the right one for me, when I finally met my person, I did in fact have all the factors in place. I did feel that excitement with a good, healthy partner. I felt what I was so scared I could only feel for guys who were wrong for me. I finally felt that for a guy who is right for me. And sometimes I think we doubt ourselves. We ask the question that you're asking yourself because we're fearful that we never will feel that total package connection with someone. And we think, okay, if I'm still doing something wrong, if I'm still got to work out my attractions and my attachment, I got to figure all this out. You pathologize your own circumstances and your own mental state and your own emotional well-being. When we pathologize it, we go, okay, if I can figure out what's wrong, then I can fix it. But really, so often, It's just, as you put it, a numbers game. You just haven't met him yet. And you will feel all the things you need to feel with the right person when he comes along. But there's not like hundreds of thousands of right partners for you. I'm not saying I believe that there's only one person, you know, one soulmate on the planet that you could connect with on the deepest intimate level. But I don't think that they're running around town all the time. Again, from my personal experience, I didn't meet my husband until I was 40. So I dated a long time, (laughs) 27 years of dating from 15 till 42 when we got married. And there were a lot of really close connections and really good people. And then some ridiculous connections that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But (laughs) that's part of dating. But Eventually, I did get what Dr. Robert Sternberg calls consummate love, which includes all three facets that most of us want when we consider a partnership and looking for a partner. We want that total package, we call it. And we want the intimacy, in this case, the friendship. We want to marry our best friend. We want the commitment, obviously. We want someone who will be faithful And we can depend on. And when they say those vows, they're going to live up to those vows. And the third prong that you're talking about here, we want the zazazoo. We want the romantic connection. We want that sexual chemistry too. 
So to wrap up, I think you have every right to continue to pursue Dr. Sternberg's consummate love. I think you're giving these guys a chance, the guys that you said you go on dates and you're just not that excited about, but you're giving them two, three dates. I highly recommend giving a couple dates. Sometimes people are nervous on the first date. They are not able to demonstrate how charming they really are because they're a little nervous. Give someone a couple, two, three, four, maybe even five dates. But after that, you've done your part. You've tried. Try not to pathologize yourself so much. Continue to do research and reading and do all the self-help work that you're doing. But I also think, look at your other relationships. Do you find that you always have dysfunctional friendships? Do you find that your family relationships are very dysfunctional? If that's the case, then I would imagine that what you are fearful of could be partly true, that you currently aren't healthy in your emotional connections and your interpersonal relationships. If that's the case, you see that across the board, you don't have deep emotional intimacy, then I would definitely recommend getting some therapy with a really strong therapist who can help you start working on the ways ways that you relate to people. Because if you're not relating well with your family and your friends, then yeah, I don't see that you're going to have such an easy time relating well to healthy men. But if you do find that your other relationships are healthy, that is a sign of strength that you can lean into and remind yourself when you start doubting yourself. Remember, no, I, I do know how to do relationships in a healthy manner. And because I can do that with my friends and my family members and coworkers, I know that these same skills that I use in these relationships generalize to the romantic realm. And I do have what it takes to have a healthy, committed, exciting partnership. I hope that helps. That's the last of this week's mini episodes. If you have a question, head over to my website, loveandlifemedia.com. Click on the Ask a Question tab. You'll find several ways to connect with me, to pose your question, and I will do everything I can to provide you with research-based answers, strategies, tools, whatever you're looking for. I'm here for you. Love and Life is produced by Tim May and hosts and executive producer, Dr. Karen Anderson-Abram.